Welcome back to another episode of Domday Tales, the official podcast of Domday. It's me, Justin, and as always, we have our fantastic executive producer, Dizzy Patterson, taste testing his favorite beverages while manning the dials. We're joined once again by my esteemed co-hosts, the Sultans of Swat, the Grandmasters of the Glove, Cote, Babe, and Donnie. Tonight, we are recording our eighth episode, and boy, is it going to be a doozy for you. As always on Dom Day Tales, we try to continuously elevate the product, and tonight should be no different. For the first time in our history, we're going to have two guests sitting with us tonight. Gentlemen, knowing that we've already had Pete and Min on the, on the show, who do you think's next? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm thinking, uh, you know, there's two, probably two brothers, Brian and Dave Burnett, would be uh, outstanding. Donnie? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've had two heavy hitters, you know, when you talk about the likes of Dick Delmer and Mike Minow. So I, I don't know if we, uh, uh, you know, you, it's tough to follow that act. I don't know who, who we, I mean, you must have searched high and wide to find somebody like maybe, uh, maybe Steve Reese, Grecian. Would that be? Uh, That's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, he'd be a barrel of laughs and, uh, I I think he'd probably be sober, right, Cote? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Grecian would entirely. So yeah. I'm going to take an outside shot, and I, but I think I'm correct. I think it's either Steve McNabney, always likes to drag along his 12-pack and never leave any in the container when it's all said and done, or Larry Smith, guy who absolutely loves Dom Day. So those are kind of my two picks, and both incredibly great guys – wave the flag for our tournament uh, wherever they go. So I think it's either Nabber or Smitty. All right, guys. So I am pleased to tell you who is on our show. Dizzy's been spending the last week securing these guys. Um, I'm told uh, that they are both now entering the room. Please welcome. They have a combined 13 Dom Day titles. They're key members of what historians dub the Clarkson Connection. They were both members of the 1983 Dom Day 6 Hotel 19 Championship. Don't adjust your dials. That's just American they're speaking. Please welcome to the show our next guests, Buff and Rem. What a treat. What a treat. It'd be interesting to see if they can put sentences together, babe. <laughs> well, I certainly can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> oh. oh, Mr. Sansons. Yeah, that was a good course for you at West Humber. I think you're going to call me Mr. Sensitivity. No, that was a Alrighty. long time ago. Buff, how you doing? How are things down in the U.S. treating you? All things are good. I went to Wegmans today and they didn't make me wear a mask. How good is that, huh? Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like that sounds like uh, what 2022 is going to look like up here in Canada. <laughs> what about you, Rem? How are things on your end? Uh, terrific. Just uh, let me just say honored to be here tonight. This is a it's a real thrill. Never would have dreamed this would have happened back in 1983. But uh, it, uh, you know, if you, if you believe it, it can always happen. So to just thank the crew for having us, having us tonight. No problem, Rem. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, for a lot of guys, this is going to be the high point of their their uh, their Dom Day career. So we are uh, glad to have you two on as our third and fourth guests. So I think, guys, the best place for us to start, and Babe, I think you would be the first guy to kick us off. Take us back to Clarkson, um, the original years. Um, tell us a bit about the Clarkson connection uh, and and kind of the Hotel 19 for those of us who weren't there back in the 80s. Babe, be nice. 
Yeah. And for those people that don't know, Clarkson University is one of the top 10 engineering universities in the U.S. Uh, neither one of us for sure took people. engineering. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, we weren't that smart, but it was about uh, 2,500 students, 2,000 undergrads to 500 grad students. But it was in a small town called Potsdam. Uh, there was probably about 10,000 people in Potsdam. And the, uh, there's another university there called Potsdam State, and they had about 5,000 students. So truly, you know, when you looked at things, uh, when school was in, sort of half the town was, you know, university students, half the town was, uh, you know, people who lived in Potsdam, majority of them working for one of the universities. But uh, where we lived was called 19 Crescent. And it was a townhouse, it was a beautiful townhouse, uh, recently burnt down a few years ago. Yeah, which is surprising. I thought it would have happened way back. Um, and like 83. It yeah. should have happened in 83. Somebody had a glass of water. Yeah. And it wasn't Cote. So hey, what Cole, happened? Cole, and just a quick, just can you clarify yeah. where the fuck, where is Potsdam? Like whereabouts is this place? Potsdam. It's in, yeah, it's in upstate New York. So it's about two, two and a quarter hours directly south of Ottawa. For, just to you know, anybody, anybody who listeners. doesn't have Google Maps on their uh, phone anymore. I'm sure those went out of, oh, oh, that's still on. Okay. Cote, um, did, did you have your fucking eyes closed on the trips down there? Or what do you mean? <laughs> Maybe some it? people haven't been there. And, and most of the people on this screen tonight, when they did go, except for Dizzy and freaking and Justin, were loaded. So I just clarifying for our listeners, you jackass in fucking Baltimore. <laughs> okay. Are you guys finished? Yeah. Fired up tonight. Yeah. Yeah, so back in at, at Clarkson, uh, once you got into a place, you got squatters rights. So it meant you could uh, bring the next people in the next year into the uh, facility. So at 19 Crescent, it was a long time place where guys who played on the hockey team resided. And so Bruce McDonough, dog, legs McDonough, um, was had squatters rights. And he asked uh, myself and then Buff came in and Rem came in. So well, uh, you know, continued on the line of having uh, players, hockey players in the uh, at 19 Crescent. Uh, when we went in, uh, all of a sudden, you know, all the guys coming down from Rexdale, it became sort of a hotel. And every week there'd be different guys coming in. And my parents would come when they would come down, they would bring a couple of cases of beer and, you know, the party would start. And then all of a sudden, you know, Cote would show up, Howie would show up, uh, you know, uh, there was, you know, Woody, uh, all the Drug guys from Drugsy, Drugsy, you know, Roscoe. Coombs, I mean, <laughs> Sleepy, I mean, it'd just be a nonstop uh, circus of people coming and they, they would eventually, you know, end up sleeping on the floor somewhere. Um, so it was a great spot, a lot of great memories from being at uh, Hotel 19. And, and that's where the, the name came from. And, uh, you know, when you think about uh, that building and uh, we had, there was, I think, a complex of, of four townhouses in, in a row. And by the end of this year, not many people liked Hotel 19 and the people that were coming in and out of hotel because they come in at all times of the night um, and all days. 
So well, when by the, the way, by the way, babe, the dean didn't like it very much either when we were about to graduate when the door was warped from all of our street hockey games. <laughs> yeah, and you know that was that might have been a miscalculation on my side. I thought the door was straight <laughs> when we went up there to fight that one. You thought you had hair too. Well, I did have hair back then. Yes. So yeah, that's sort of the the history of Hotel Nineteen and. You know, it continued up till it burnt down, uh, you know, being within uh, the hockey, the Clarkson hockey family of guys living there. So it was pretty neat the way it went. And um, it was a fun spot. And there was a lot of a lot of parties there, a lot of beer drank and uh, a lot of great stories coming out of there. So how many years were you guys there as a group? Like, or- so the Ooh. three of us were there one year. I was there Just two one? years. Yeah. Grandma might have seemed like an eternity for you, but yeah, it was just one. It was just one. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we had, because the first year I moved in, we had Squid and yeah, uh, I remember Squid. Yeah, and Lobhead, oh, okay. Tom O'Brien. Remember, oh, yeah. I lived, uh, I lived off campus, <laughs> right down at okay. the, uh, above the market. Yeah, and I was up at the other one then. I thought it was my sophomore year, but yeah. okay, I'm with you. So, oh, lots so- of great memories, Justin. Awesome. So, Ram, I'll start with you. Uh, that one year, uh, as they said, might have felt like an eternity. So, Babe, off, were they good roommates? Uh, well, Babe was. Babe and I actually shared a room. We had the bunk beds. I, had a, I was up top, you know. Um, but we had some good. We had some good conversations up there. And uh, Buff was down in the basement, and uh, Brucey had his own pad. And then uh, we had the uh, living room kitchen with Mrs. P's dishwasher uh, it brought down. That was a huge trip. Never mind the beer that Mr. P used to bring down. The, the weekend they brought down the dishwasher. Never forget it. It was, it was just huge. But uh, they were good roommates. We had, uh, we had an awful lot of laughs in that building. I'll tell you that. A lot of laughs. That's awesome. So Buff, then, before you guys were professional lob ball players, um, you guys were hockey players at Clarkson. Um, did you guys all play together or what was, I guess, kind of playing hockey together like? Well, Babe and I played a lot of hockey together. Um, <laughs> then then had a, Rem had a couple of uh, good stories to go. Uh, needless to say, <laughs> Rem was with us our junior year, and Billy O, our coach, over the summer told him, listen, you want to make this team, you got to come back at 180. So the, so the big guy drank a lot of Coors Light that summer, came back and tipped that scale at one eight zero and arms went up. He's the only goal he ever scored all year. And uh, a week later, he's one ninety two. So, so, so we made it, we made it through training camp. We made it through a couple of weeks of practice. And then Rem Lettis laid the, the word down to us that he was retiring. And needless to say, I think Cote was there for that party. And um, that was, there, there's a jersey we still haven't found, babe, from that party, is there? That's right. <laughs> I wonder where it is. So at that point, we never knew what we were going to find when we came home after practice. So we'd go home for practice and Rem would stay and watch the prices right. And, um, <laughs> and, and needless to say, from that point, the best story I think that we had was when Rem when Rem came home, well, we came home from practice one time, needless to say, babe was really hot because Rem was not really the most um, ambitious of people at that point and said, 
if these friggin' dishes aren't done, you're out on the street. So Rem says, okay, I'll take care of the dishes. And uh, he's got Mrs. B's dishwasher. And little did he know that you got to put dishwashing detergent in and not <laughs> soap the dishwasher. <laughs> so Rem puts a whole bottle of soap in the dishwashing. And so we came, we, and so we come home and, you know, the dishes are done. And the spore, the floor is just gleaming. Like it looks unbelievable. <laughs> Rem's mopped the whole place down. We're going, Rem, this is great. He's like, ah, no problem, guys, no problem. So we go downtown that night, and one of our neighbors goes, he comes up to Buff and I and goes, What were all these suds coming out of your place? <laughs> it didn't fill because you know, when you put that, when you put dishwashing soap in the dishwasher, it just overflows. And this thing, there was I guess there were suds everywhere and Rem's pushing them out. And, and so that's why the floor was shining. He had to, he had to mop everything up. And then he, you know, we go to Rem and go, you bastard, you know, even know how to use it. But I remember Rem's, Rem's climb to back from 180 to 192. Cause after he retired, we went out and we bought the ice cream bars Remember that we said, we're going to treat, you know, our, our whole, you know, hotel 19 crew. And we're going to buy these, 12 uh ice cream bars so we went to practice and uh rem maybe take it from there well actually it was a little bigger event than that babe i think he had to put the turkey in the oven that day and, <laughs> and you and you guys had shot the practice and it wasn't i gotta clarify for the, the thousands of people that are listening it wasn't a 12 pack it was six ice cream sandwiches oh bullshit, yeah. bullshit. bullshit. Was. that I mean, was, was a 12 it pack was it was yeah, two six was packs six. in <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the boys come back from practice and Babes pulls a turkey out and got this beautiful thing all set up and we're eating it. Babe stops at the end. And he says, hey, boys, I got a huge surprise for you. And I said, no, you don't. And he goes, oh, no, yeah. He goes, huge, huge surprise. You're not going to believe this. He goes, I hit him so you wouldn't find him. But guess what, boys? I got ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> Anyway, he opened up that freezer and they were gone because I had chowed every single one of them that afternoon. And uh, he wasn't too happy. <laughs> you know, back to back to Buff's story about the Price is Right. We used to have that, you know, at the end of the Price is Right when they have the showcase, if you were within, like if you won the showcase, you would not have to clean up. And so Rem went through a span of about, three weeks where he was winning every one and we're just like oh man and he's guessing like, them to the dollar you know yeah, 349 we're like, yeah. we're like Holy how can he do that how can he do that so all of a sudden one day one day we don't have practice and buff and i are at home we turn the tv on and the earlier the like the east version of the prices right in on him we've been watching the west coast version that's right he had we found his list he had it all written down <laughs> uh that's hilarious that's hilarious so so babe what year did you first move into hotel 19 if you know offhand yeah i moved in in 81 it was 81 82 that year and then 82 83 is when you know the three of us along with bruce mcdonough legs we used to call him dog we used to call him the milkman there's a lot of names for him uh live together Puddles, awesome. yes. Puddles. So, so would Buff and Rem, would you guys have joined Dom Day in the same year or did one of you go first? No, I came first. I, I, it was, it had been after junior year, Babe asked me, he goes, Hey, 
we got this great thing, a softball tournament. You got to come up and play. And this is still my favorite story, one of my favorite stories. He goes, it, 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 you won't believe it. So I get there, I get up to drive up from Buffalo and I can't wait to go. And, and Woodsy and I are standing at home plate. I'm looking out there and Woodsy goes, what do you think, Buff? Look at that home run fence. I said, Woodsy, how friggin' far that thing is. I said, I got to hit the ball twice to get it over. He goes, Babe told us you're going to hit a home run every time. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't hit the ball even close to that far. So is this 82 then, Buff? Is 82. that 82? Yeah. That was 82. And, and you were a hawk? Or The first year I was a Howie's hawk. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. We, we yeah. weren't good. It yeah. was um, it was almost <laughs> as bad as that 84 Saikum Sox team I was on that went to the final. But um, no, that the, the 82 Hawks were bad. But we had those great powder blue Montreal Expos jerseys. Those were those were a treat. I might still have that around. Yeah, it's hilarious. We we we've talked about Howie a bit already, and and we know from some of the stories that we've heard, uh, phenomenal third bagger. Uh, not the best coach, but a fantastic assistant coach as both Babe and I can, can attest to. Um, so Babe, why don't you kind of jump in here um, on some of the, the stories? I know how he's a guy, but some of the, some of the guys who kind of came down to Clarkson and your, how you guys integrated them and, and got Buff and Rem kind of interested in this little thing called Dom Day. Well, I mean, from my first weekend down at uh, Clarkson, I think Cote and Woody and somebody else came down. I remember Cote had the Salika and drove, remember you drove it right on the, I was living in a dorm at that time and Cote drove his Salika right on the grass beside the window of where I was living. And somebody no goes, one said I, no one said I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so then, it just went on from there and how he used to come down a lot. And I remember how he came down so much. This one guy in my class came to me and said, uh, I'm a little worried about your buddy. He hasn't been in class lately. I said, well, which guy's that? He goes, the guy named Howie. I go, well, he doesn't go here. That's how often he was coming down. Didn't he, was, didn't he, it was, it didn't he come down and stay for like a week or two sometimes? Yeah, or? yeah he did. He came oh, down sure he for did. a few days. And, and so that, you know, introducing the Buff and the Ram and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Buff and Ram, knew all the guys, you know, cause there was a, a strong contingency of guys that would come down every so often. And then in the later years, you know, some of the, the elder statesmen of Dom day were coming down and, you know, Donnie and uh, Al. it was Al. It was, remember it was the, one of the, remember the U of T game, babe, when, oh. when bear came with his big fur coat yeah. and, <laughs> and, he had, they had the, and they had the Mr. Microphone leave Colin alone. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was going to be one of my questions then, Buff, and, and maybe for you, it's the answer is Bob, uh, Bob Brandt. Um, but who was, Ram, and maybe Ram, I'll start with you. Who was one of the guys that when you first met him, one of the Rexdale guys that just kind of popped out to you where you're like, you know, this, this, you know, this guy's something else or this guy's hilarious or. Can I who, answer that? Cote. Yeah, go for it, Buff. We'll Cote. start with you and then we'll go to, and then we'll go to Ram. <laughs> Ram, I'll let you answer whatever one you want, but coach. <laughs> no, I'd say, um. Look, I'd, I'd almost have to go with Howie at the beginning because he was just down so much uh, at first. But for me, Buff knew a lot of these guys by the time we were living together in, in hotel. So every weekend, there were like these new, like, babe, who are these guys? Like, you know, can you give us an idea how many are coming? Like, and um, 
So no for me, idea. the big thing, and uh, and even as you move through kind of Dom Day, it was just keeping track of everybody's names. And then as you go through Dom Day, you find out these guys are making stuff up on the fly and you have no idea why they're calling each other or whatever they're calling each other. So I would have, uh, it would have been helpful to have some name tags when the boys were heading south uh, <laughs> uh, coming down. But uh, no, Howie for sure was uh, one of the first. And, um, and then, uh, and certainly Mr. and Mrs. P always loved when they came down. That was always uh, a thrill. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was good. Buff's parents were down quite a bit. And, uh, but I'd say Howie, and then just, I remember that we had like a junior prom there once and just, uh, we, it seemed like we had a dozen of the boys down. And, uh, so that was one of the weekends where we needed the name tags. Cause there were, it, it was more than one car full of them. I can tell you that. What was, um, what was Howie's buddy, uh, Drugsy's real name? I want to say it was Brian. But yeah really yeah. yeah interesting but remember the night he got stuck behind the furnace he got yeah. a little bit of the hay <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden in the middle of the night we we're all that banging noise and the drugs he's down there all gassed up on stuff that was illegal at the time and and that's where we found him between that and like the year all hockey was done and what was that spring fling or whatever the hell it was yeah and yeah. with the with that jungle juice and minnow put on a performance to to, to end all performances yeah you know there's lots of great memories of of the guys coming down but i always remember you know annan back in his oh. you know drinking <laughs> days and you know at, on friday nights yeah it would be you know 50 cent drinks and that was sort of you know standard it, you know we used to have progressive drinks so we started a dime and worked up to 50 cents but i remember annan he was at i think the rusty nail he puts a dollar down and the guy gives him a drink. And, you know, you got to remember the guys are coming from Toronto where the drinks are way right. more expensive. So the guy gives him a drink and gives him 50 cents. And <laughs> Annan would leave him a 50 cent tip and the guy would give him another drink. <laughs> oh. but, but there's so many of those great stories, you know, Westy Hitch, you know, trying to yeah. get a cab ride home uh, from downtown. We were, you know, we lived like 300 yards from downtown. <laughs> that's where hotel 19 was and and westy was hailing down trying to thought he was hailing down a cab it was actually the, one of the two police cars in town but they brought him back they brought him to our place so it was good or just I the same the time as babe, i think it was the ice carnival ball and donnie was walking in and he asked how much your drinks a quarter donnie said give me a hundred <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rem, Rem and I became good buds that night because yeah, I helped. Uh, I helped Donnie. Ahead. He slipped. Donnie slipped on the ice, so I helped him. Uh, helped him up. Yeah, I was gonna say. So Donnie, you bought a hundred. You bought a hundred beers. What would you get everybody else? Uh, unfortunately, it was Jack Daniels. Which yeah. is, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've gone back since. But, uh, but uh, that night, and I think we talked about it a little bit one of the other shows. But I, I just went went a little overboard and i remember <laughs> ended up in the in the uh men's room facility there yeah. just uh and rem well, that, was after, that was after you were trying to do the carry impression right. underneath the uh the right. stage wasn't it right. and then rem came in kept checking on me <laughs> and then he couldn't find me <laughs> that, that whole morning started with minnow ordering a hundred gin and juice yeah. Remember that that Steve, the bartender, he came over to me and he said, 
uh, hey, babe, he goes, uh, your buddy just ordered a hundred gin and juice. This was at eight in the morning. And they would, they would just free pour the gin in and then they would throw some whatever else juice they had in there. And he goes, yeah, your buddy just ordered a hundred. I said, okay. And he goes, okay. And then it was just starting on. And we only had like probably six guys at the table at that time. And then all of a sudden all the guys started to collect. And I bet you, we, we went through 300 of those by the end of the you know, by 10 o'clock. <laughs> it was great. I you know what always, always was fun too. Rem and I always used to get a cake because once in a while, like the guys would be either semi-sober or just bring out something else and they say, yeah, Steve Monroe. And Rem and I would look at like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, yeah, Paul Coates. And they're like, Who, who's that? <laughs> we never knew anybody's name. <laughs> Uh, I just remember going into those bars and like how down there they you would just throw the empty beer bottle into a garbage can and so whether it broke or not it didn't matter well that was just like fuel for fire for us guys right it was just like let's throw this in there as hard as possible right and who gives a shit where the glass is and then then when you went into the can to take a piss and there was pickle buckets remember there was there was there was no there was no urinals or anything. It was just pickle buckets. You know, <laughs> like this is great. <laughs> oh, those were good times. Yeah, Dave, I remember that one party we went to. I think it was a Theta's Eye or one of the fraternities too. And Cote was up there that weekend. And remember, we couldn't find him. And we're like, where that? We can't leave without him. I mean, Lord knows where he could be. And then all of a sudden we looked in the backyard and there was a spotlight that went from the house out to the middle of the yard. And there's Cote dancing to the Rolling Stones in the middle of the backyard by himself. <laughs> Start me up. So, Start me up. So, so every listener right now has a complete 100% visual of that. You don't, you, don't, you don't even have to have been anywhere near there. You can see it. Right? That was that party where the, the minnow had the jungle juice, right? That pink or red stuff that we just kept drinking in large quantities. Yeah, it was fun. That's hilarious. So, okay. So I'm going to ask from the perspective of some of the guys who visited, um, maybe, maybe Donnie um, and Cote, but as somebody who didn't live there, what was it like showing up at the at the Hotel 19 as a guest? Besides being obviously greatly honored by by the invite, what was what was Hotel 19 from the the eyes of a visitor? Justin, can oh. I jump in for a second? Yeah, go ahead, babe. They were never fucking invited. They were never yeah. invited. They were never invited ever. <laughs> no, never invited. And there, and there were hotels available in town. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember clear as day, my, my first visit to the hotel 19. And I, I guess it was the, on the Saturday. Cause I think on the, I only made one trip, right. It was that we went up on a Friday and we busted into the U of T game and, you know, we had the ponies going and we had the cat calls and, you know, we were having a great old time. And then I don't know where the night led, but the next day we met at hotel, we were staying at, at the nomad motel. Remember that, yep. that, that little place. And then, so we, you know, okay, let's go over to the babe's place. And we went over there and I'll never forget walking in. And, and there was a huge gathering. I mean, cause Kote, you guys were down there too that weekend and, and Buff and, and Ram and you guys and we're all there. And I walked in and I'm like, Oh my God, 
And I walked through and I'll never forget the first thing I walked into the kitchen, which was directly ahead, straight ahead. And the dishes were like a mound. It was <laughs> like, you couldn't see out the kitchen window because of the dishes. And then, you know, I, I, <laughs> I just turned around. And I said, Oh yeah, this is going to be great. And then I walked back in and we're in the living room and it's just littered with, you know, stubbies and, and just, <laughs> I mean, it's just, everywhere <laughs> Annie, how about our art we had on the back wall what was that art what was that yeah well it's so funny because every just about every weekend my mom and dad and babe's mom and dad bob and marg used to come up and they both always bring a couple cases of beer with them and needless to say they wouldn't make it through the weekend those cases and so we used to put the empties on the back wall and we went from the floor to the ceiling all the way across the whole wall and that was a, <laughs> that was our art <laughs> oh it was it was a classic and then i'll never forget you know drinking drinking a beer or whatever and i got up and uh they went to take a piss or something and i put the beer down on the tv which is right near the front door i think if i remember right and i put the beer down and i'm like guys i'm going to take a piss please don't throw this beer away. And it was, there wasn't a chance. It was like, there was a hundred beer bottles in the place. Right. And amongst other crap or whatever. So it's like, Oh yeah. And then we, that was the, that was the, the night that night night was the, uh, the ice uh, capades or whatever it was. The ice <laughs> so, ball, yeah, yeah. We sat there the whole day and just watching basketball or something. And uh, yeah, it was good. Good time. So I'll never forget walking in that place. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Cote? What 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 was your first visit like? And I can't I can't remember. I I like I I think the first time probably because I don't know if the official season had started, but we were just so excited that Babe was going to be there and go down there, and it was just like there was it, it wasn't like you knocked on the door; you just walked in and just set through your bag down and started drinking, and and that happened the whole weekend, and then finally, probably about usually it was like four o'clock on Sunday. Somebody you'd look around and go wonder who's sober enough to drive. And it was usually the guy who was in the worst play, shape Saturday night and hadn't got back into the booze on the Sunday morning that would at that point say, yeah, okay, I can get us at least uh, over the border into the first gas station and somebody would puke. And then we'd carry on back to Toronto from there. But it, it was phenomenal. Like, you know, guy like Steve Annan, that we don't see that much of it. Remember the time that somebody fired the cigarette at him, babe? And he, had his, <laughs> oh, and he had his fingers just in a V shape and he just caught it and just like all in one motion right into his mouth. It was just... Like the boys were in just a thing like a guy like Hawk had his, he had that Toyota Celica on the golf course that time, which I don't think was allowed. That wasn't classified as a golf cart, but um, it was yeah, allowed we, on hole one, not hole two and three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they were so much fun. And exactly what you said, Donnie, those stubbies and taking them into the game, right? Like we just, you just load your jacket up and that was totally illegal, but we really didn't give a rat's ass. So well, babe, one of the hardest things we had to do was when the boys would come up for Friday, and then we had to we had a game the next day. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, we play it, and we're like, "Gosh, we got to get out of here. We can't. We can't keep going." <laughs> I remember because as Buff alluded to, my parents and his parents would bring beer, and my dad brought you know would bring two cases of beer. The Canadian beer was a big thing. I remember we finished our game on Saturday, and I looked at Buff, and we go can't wait to have a Molson export. I am just can't wait. So we, we got back to our place, much like the ice cream bars, 
Ram and the boys had drank all the beer, 40 beer. I was like, you fucking pricks. I was so mad at him. Babe, you know, I, hey, babe, I always remember that they were those green bottles, right? They, they were green. I remember. Gold. Mr. Pete would bring them in like they were gold and set them down on the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny, guys. So I guess as we as we continue down the kind of Clarkson Clarkson um, timeline, so Buff, you would have came to to your first Dom Day, and we'd be you'd come back, you and you and and Babe after your first Dom Day, and we start to head into a, a phase. I think after that, where this Hotel Nineteen baseball team is potentially in the works. Um, What's the, what's the word buff when you come back after your first dom day to the rest of the guys? Never miss it. Um, it, it was the friends and and just it, it's hard to explain even to this this day. Like when the boys play now, um, and Adam always talks about it. He's like, you know, we're missing dom day so much, and and they just it, it's once you get around the people are so great and the event is is like nothing you'll ever find anywhere else um it just gets in your blood i guess is about the best way to put it and um you you just it's part of the calendar you just no matter what's going on you never miss it and you and we've we've made lifelong friends with everybody so i don't know how else to put it it's 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 special it's like nothing else we've all been around a lot of things over our lives and there's nothing like it and um so that was that was pretty much the word, Justin. I mean, you know, I made it once, and you know, forty something years later, I haven't missed one since, and I never will. And um, uh, it, it's it's just it's the best. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, babe, take us back, obviously, to um, heading into Dom Day Six. Buffs played. He's come back, and he's pitching the guys on how great Dom Day is. Where does where does this hotel nineteen start? I guess in terms of the entrance into Dom Day. So they were talking about getting a new franchise in, and, and I think it was Bear or Peter or Donnie. I can't remember. Said you know you should get a team, and you know, and I said well I'd love to, but you know if I get a team, you know the guys from Clarkson want to play, and I know you know we'd like to play together and. You know, I went through that whole spiel of, you know, Buff's a first-round choice, you know, Bruce McDonough, you know, because they've never seen anybody but Buff play. You know, this guy would be a second-round choice. This guy would be a third and a fourth and a fifth. And, you know, and we had – I think there were, there were six of us. So – What um, a snow job. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was a you – know, Jesus Christ. So somehow they bought into it. Anyhow, carry I, on. Yeah, so Don, I think somehow you guys bought into it. I don't know how. Yeah. But, but yeah. you said, yeah, okay. Because I'd never seen, like I'd seen Bruce McDonough play and, you know, legs, McDonough, dog, milkman, puddles, whatever you want to call him. And so I knew where he sort of fit. I'd never seen Floyd, which was a We never show. saw Sharpie play, babe, I, right? I never saw him play and I never saw Daryl play. I'd never seen Rem play. So you're sort of guessing and you're saying, well, it fits in here. And all the guys are like, oh, yeah, because they've met the guys. And, the you know, so for the Dom Day guys meeting the Clarkson guys, the only time they see them is everybody's hammered, right? So you go, well, yeah, sure. He's probably like that. And, and we ended up talking them into it. And what I didn't realize was, you know, how good Gord Sharp was, Floyd. Yeah. You know, 
he was probably a first round choice. We had Buff as a first round, then we had him, and and then Legs McDonough was, you know, unbelievable, and, and Rem was way better than you know we thought, and same with <laughs> Daryl Carlton. And it just happened, you know, and then we filled the team in. You know, when you look at the next guys, we got, you know, we got Joey D, you know, and, and Ram will have a great story about meeting him and my parents' place. And then we had Case, we had uh we had Trey Sheik. And Trey Sheik. Trey Sheik. And and this guy Dave Cheek, who was uh, Bear's roommate at uh at Texas. And so it was, you know, I, I don't know how wasn't Goldie Ledden on that team? No, no, I don't think he I was. I don't think so. No, he no, came no. on. He came on later. Like, yeah. So, so it was got, really. Hawkman. Hawkman. Yeah. Hawkman. Hawkman was the was one a, guy. Yeah. So it was really interesting how we talked the guys into it, especially the gods at that time who were, you know, thought they were the greatest people in the world. And we've already had, you know, <laughs> Pete on and you know that. Uh, but no, it was, it was great. So everybody sort of agreed to it. Right, Donnie? Yeah. And, and it was, you know, it, at, at the, we knew the guys from our trips down. Right. And, you know, we, obviously we, we got along, you know, we were, you know, by the time we left after the weekend or whatever, <laughs> we were the next thing to best buds. I mean, you know, we all just, we all just gelled there at the hotel 19. I don't know what it was. It was just, you know, I don't think anybody ever did not get along with anyone, you know? And so we, babe was like, you know, and, and I remember saying, yeah, let's get these guys in, you know, we can figure out a way, you know? And, uh, and then when the tournament started and we started to see <laughs> how these guys were, you know, and, the, and what Babe said, they, how good they were and everything, then the ragging started like crazy, remember? Because <laughs> Bobby jumped all over it, right? <laughs> and he, him and Gordy, and we just started on, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so was a six-round pick or, you know, whatever. And it was just uh, – and it never stopped, you know, but but – Coming in, we were like, yeah, let's find a way to get these guys in. I mean, you know, Buff had been up the year before. We'd had a blast with him, and I'm sure he went back and did a sales job on on Dom Day and everything. And and so we wanted him in, you know, one way or another, we were getting gonna get him in. So sure. so Rem, this would have been your first Dom Day then. What was what was your impression coming up for the first time and playing in your first uh, first tournament? Yeah, I think my first impression was that these guys were playing a lot of softball. And you're going to see the cleats and uh, the unis and you know what I mean? Like it was, uh, you know, I was kind of like, I wonder what this is going to be like. And I haven't swung a bat since, you know, as an eighth grade. And da, 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 we, da, we, right? we noticed. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so when I got up there, I, it was, and I think, especially in that year, um, you know, I think this thing started off as, as fun, but I think you can learn quickly that these guys are pretty competitive. So uh, it got its even in the first year being there um, with all the ragging and everything else. I mean, Babe was keeping us pretty focused. Like, uh, just oh, unless it's mercy, just keep going. So that's that was the <laughs> mantra. So, so we did, but um, yeah, I was I didn't know in it, and and I listened to a couple of the previous episodes where everything was so informal. And to me, this may have been, and I guess you guys would know the answer to this, but it seemed very formal, like where we, you know, get up, you got to go to Leo's, we're going to breakfast. I'd be like, I don't want to go to breakfast. No, you got to go. You, you have to go. And you're like, okay. So you'd go. And then um, I think I was ready to go after Leo's and um, was in Mrs. 
Mr. and Mrs. P's kitchen and talking to Mrs. P and I think she was giving me a pep talk. And, uh, <laughs> and that's when Joey walked in and Joey had the hotel. He was number 19. And, um, and uh, he had the cold one going. It was about 8.30. And I was like, whew, this, this may be a little bit more than we bargained for. So <laughs> that, was, that was kind of my first impression. And then just all that camaraderie that was going on in the sidelines uh, with, well, at least for my first year, seemed like a, a lot of people, you know, just, just chumming around, having a great time. So, um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was just a, it was just a great atmosphere. Yeah. So I didn't know a whole lot, you know, as the, as the softball got going and we got, we got rolling, like we were, we were doing well, as we went to the tournament, but I, I did want to bring up because Babe stuck me out in center field at the beginning. And I, we, there must've been a couple of games that got played before we played. And, you know, when guys are dropping balls and they're slipping and sliding and, and I'm like, geez, I mean, come on, let's do it. a routine fly ball. You can catch that. <laughs> but boy, when you went out to center field, it was like road construction out there. Like those, <laughs> that grass with the weeds, it was like somebody had just wet it down. And there was this always this one big like indentation that I was so worried that I was just going to do a belly flop running in to get that fly ball. So it did, it did play with your mind a little bit once you get out there. So I had a lot more appreciation for the, the skill set on the boys that were out on the, in, uh, on the outfield. Did you make any mistakes out there? Yeah. Numerous, yeah. but I still think, I still think we went undefeated that year, Donnie. I think I remember Dave's probably got the stats, but I, I think we did okay in our that team. Year. That team very easily could have went zero and seven as it went seven and zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, so Rem, you would have played center field. Uh, babe, where do you remember where you played? I what was uh, left field. Left field, and yeah. and Buff, were you uh, shortstop at that time? I think I played left center field. I think Dog was the shortstop, and oh. Floyd played third, if I remember correctly. And Joey, Joey went to second. Yeah, Joey was know. our tagger. And um, wasn't a he, Hawkman in right, or did he catch? Hawkman might have been catching. We might have had Case out in right. Case was in right. Yeah. Oh yeah, Case. And was I think right. Trey Sheik was. Uh, I think second. he was at first. Was no, he, he was first. first? Yeah, first. Yeah, he was, was the long, long, yeah. lanky first baseman. First I mean, they got. Yeah. The guy measured about two inches thick, right? That's awesome. So you guys, okay. So you guys unsure of the record, but sounds like you guys went undefeated. Babe, was that what I heard? I, yeah. It doesn't I, matter. I don't remember, but it doesn't know, matter. I mean, the banner's on the wall. That's yeah. let's, I saw the, let's the go with it. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go it with it. Yeah. Let's yeah. call it undefeated. So, um, Cote, I guess for you, you knew some of these guys uh, from, from your time down in, in Clarkson. What was, uh, what was your first introduction to these guys at Dom day? Like what was your sense of them as, as Dom day players versus just the guys who, you know, let you come and get drunk at their, at their, uh, at their uh, place in Clarkson. We were, we were thrilled to see them. And, and I think that most guys, as much as, you know, we, we would get into the booze, we're respectful of the fact that, to, to the Rems and, and Buffs and, and Floyds and that they didn't know anybody like the, with the exception of the guys they'd met who'd come down to hotel. So guys were pretty respectful about at least introducing them to if guys had partners then, or um, you know, the other guys that we were sitting around and stuff like that, just so they, they had a bit of an idea. I was going to ask Rem because I think the first year 
Well, because uh, your wife Pam's cousin lived down in the beaches, right? And I don't know if, if they came up for that first year. I don't, I don't know if it was the first year. It was a, might have been the year or two after that, the robber came yeah. up. That yeah. wasn't yeah. the first year. No, I don't think it was okay. the first year. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He and was. was they were, say, he like, was one and done after that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I was going to say it in year two. Then did Buff's dad come? Like, did Whitey come up for the second one, Buff? Maybe next Buff next podcast we'll get you a new set of earplugs, eh? Or else your ears falling off. I'm not sure what's going on there. I know there's only five people in the house. I'm sure you don't have an extra set of uh, earplugs kicking around. <laughs> Buff's got technical difficulties. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. So no, but Buff's Buff's mom and dad did come up, and they I think they came up every year, right? Buffer, you know they came up, and uh, you probably wouldn't remember, but um, my dad one time brought my grandmother up. Yes, yes, and just to get her out of the house, and she sat over under Mrs. P's tree, and that her was, and Joe, you smoked a fatty. That was pretty cool, actually. You know, yeah, it yeah. was pretty neat when you think of it. Ram, Ram, let's not forget the robber story uh, oh, a little later. We'll do that in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was a classic. Hey, I don't want to get in trouble with the family. <laughs> Is that guy still alive? <laughs> That's funny, guys. Yeah. So, okay, so uh, Ram Buff, um, baseball is one thing at Dom Day, but we know that's probably the, the least important thing. Um, Dom Day party, your first year uh, up there for you, Rem. Do you have any memories of it? Buffett would have been your second year. Um, we'll talk about uh, a big part of it, which was uh, Dicker interviewing the guys at, uh, after, after the championship. But, you know, all the extra stuff, the party, all that stuff, what jumps out to you as kind of the, your, your takeaways from that, that year? Well, for me, it was that was a big week for us because um, at least for Buff and I, we had we had graduated, right? And so we started that week in Toronto. I think I got this right. And then we went to Colburg, we, right? And we went to rec, uh, we went to uh, Aurelia, and then we ended up in New York at a wedding at the end of the week. So that was really um, the last week that we were all together for primarily till the following dawn day, <laughs> like. That was it. So we, we had a whole week. So that was the beginning of, of the week. So it was, uh, it was a heck of a way to kick it off for sure. But um, yeah, that's right. I, I just remember coming in and uh, we we're going to play some softball and then go play some golf and then end up at a wedding at the end of the week. And uh, it was, it was just a great time. The thing I remember about the party was finishing that tournament and then going to the Mrs. P shower where Rem started his song for Mrs. P shower and then all of us going into Mr. P's closet and grabbing his suits to wear to the party that was absolutely <laughs> priceless take it taking out every I don't <laughs> I know I had a brown one on I don't know what anybody else had on but if, if was, I'm right Rem, Rem you either had it was either a mounty outfit or was it his, a cup well, of money yeah it was, a it was hot. Outfit, yeah. that thing was thick yeah. yeah, yeah, but you stood out like a sore thumb in that basement that was just yeah. packed, and you walked down, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, that's Rem, and he looks real good." Yeah. No, that's funny. Like, Rem, uh, can you give us a rendition of Mrs. P's bathroom? Uh, I, I think it, I can't remember the exact. It was uh, uh, in it was Babe's bathroom, and then I took a shower, <laughs> right? Into into Babe's bathroom, and then I took a shower. <laughs> And I think that song was kind of a hit during the 
the time we were up there. You're gonna yeah. rock on down yeah. to there it is. Babes Babes the bathroom, the bathroom. And, and then you'll then take have a shower. shower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can you can only imagine in my parents' place, which wasn't a huge place. We had you know all oh. the guys from Hotel 19. Then we had Case, we had Tex, we had you know whoever else would stop <laughs> by, and you know guys who couldn't make it home from the field. Uh, who knows how many people would end up staying there? And and I remember Daryl Carl Boom, you know, Boom lost his, you know, watch in the room, in one of the rooms, and we never found it. Like never found it. Like I go, even when, even when we, you know, my both my parents passed away and we're moving everything out of the house. I remember going, I know we're gonna find it now. We're gonna find it. <laughs> Well, you know, the, you know what they didn't, didn't get tossed out with the newspapers. Yeah, That's we true. still have those. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Armstrong lands on the moon. Right. <laughs> so, remember, remember, whoa, whoa, at one of the ball hockey tournaments, picking up a newspaper and going, World War II ends. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donnie, we have all these, these guys from Clarkson come up, most of them for their first year. Um, they go on. It sounds like maybe undefeated. That's what the history book's going to say. They win a championship, but not a single one of them wins the rookie of the year. The record book shows that Kenny Norris won rookie of the year oh, that year. Oh God. What happened there? Like, you got to explain that to me. Was it, was he that amazing or was it just sour <laughs> apples over the fact that, you know, the snow job <laughs> happened with hotel 19? No, I mean, Kenny was awesome. He was a hell of a ball player, you know, and he, I don't know if that was the year or not, but one year he hit like a dozen home runs or something. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. Go ahead, Ram. Hey, Donnie, I, I think he was hitting them out every time he was up. Yeah. Like people weren't even like really trying. They were just watching yeah. him. Like he was launching them. Plus the fact that there was no way we we're going to give one of these bastards the rookie of the year. So, <laughs> yeah, but Kenny depends. was good. You know, <laughs> Babe, you got a different perspective. Well, unlike today when the coaches meet and they vote on it, there was none of that. It was coming from the gods themselves. So it was, it was Donnie, it was Bear, it was Pete. And they had a lot of egg on their face, it seemed. <laughs> and they were not going to put anything towards, any individual awards towards the hotel. But you know what? The hotel didn't want individual awards. We were about a no, team. we're all about the team. 100%. Uh, that's <laughs> funny. And one, so of the, one, one of the great things, Justin, if I just jump in, is the jersey. So I said to Buff, I go, you know, can you, can you get the jersey? So... He got the jersey and said, uh, hotel on the front. And everybody on the back had the number 19. So we just took a massive amount of abuse for it. But he got my dad, manager Bob. Remember that one? And my dad, my dad had yeah. that till the day he died and loved it. You know, yeah. but I remember the abuse we took. Oh, here comes number 19 up the bat. Oh, there's number 19. Catching the <laughs> Go ahead, Ram. Hey, uh, Justin, I think it, just one thing to comment too is just the amount of more the more people that we were like, especially that first year uh, that I was meeting when I was up there. And so you'd get the program and it was just like, I could tell Babe was like, geez, can you just get away from me? Because he'd be like, hey, Babe, who's a slave Digby? Like, who is that? You say, well, that's, that's Donnie. And then, and then, you know, who's Smokey? Well, that's Pete. And then you'd, you'd wait, right? And then a couple more innings would go by or another game and you'd go, uh, why did he call himself Slade? And he'd say, they just make this stuff up. And you'd be like, 
well, okay. And then you'd go back in and then all of a sudden you'd be like, Hey babe, what's a dawn day God? Like, what, what, do you, what is that? Like, how do you, how do you get to be one of those guys? Right? So it was just like, I wish that they had a, like a glossary or a, a definitions of all the, the names and everything was within the program because uh, for an outsider reading it, it was, it was tough to, to, get, to get all, all the gist of everything that was being said. Maybe one of the best things, if you guys remember back then, too, were the newsletters. Because I know I wasn't the <laughs> yeah. only guy waiting by the mailbox to get that newsletter yeah. <laughs> yeah. to find out what was going on in the last <laughs> umpteen months. And then I'd sit there and I'd be on my dad's old chair laughing my ass off. And he's like, what's so funny? I said, you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So the one the one thing I, I noticed when I, I was kind of perusing through the, the 25th uh, 25th anniversary Dom Day program um, that there was a, a, a note in there from from the Dom Day six about Dicker winning an Obi for his marvelous coverage of the Hotel 19 locker room after the title. Donnie, is there a story behind this? Well, I, I think and I, I don't know. I guess that was one of the back in the days, I guess Dicker was around more, babe, and uh, he was he was hung hung out a lot and uh so we had we had got to the point i'm not sure it was that year or the year before where we had we had uh the videotaping of the games had evolved and we built the scaffold right and this so was the that, first year donnie that was the first year was it yeah okay yeah, yeah. Of that, these notes yeah so we built we got scaffolding from my dad's company and we we, we built it the, the day before we built the scaffolding with the planks up and it was right by the soccer posts out there right and then, so it had a beautiful view. And uh, I've said before, I wish I could put my hands on these tapes. But um, as it turned out, I think Bobby and I were doing the championship game. We were we were doing the play by play and the color commentary in the championship game. And then, of course, we were just giving it to the hotel nineteen bat, you know, because <laughs> you know the snow job and this and that, whatever. And, and you and Bobby would have been gibbled by the time you did that at the end of the day. Right? Oh, we had we had a couple booze hard. Yeah, we had a couple, but there was there's some great commentary on that tape. I mean, it's like back in the day, it was before the cancel culture, right? And was, this is he burned all those fucking tapes. This oh, is it was, fucking barbecued them. It was it was great. And then Dicker all of a sudden appears out of nowhere. And so he's and he was it Dicker that had the flag around him? I think Dicker no, had the but I did Buff and I did had the US flag. Yeah. <laughs> we had the US flag. Yeah. yeah. And Dicker's out there and he's got the, we got the mic with the long cord on it and Dicker's doing interviews. <laughs> he's grabbing guys like he's in the locker room, right? <laughs> it was great. And we had it all on tape. Really good. And he was sending somebody out to line people up. So we'd all be sort of, there'd be a lineup of two or three guys waiting to get in to talk to him. It was hilarious. He was, he was brilliant. You, you got to put, we got to put the reward out for that tape because it was it was classic. Oh my and he god! He was like, it's he was like, it's bedlam in here right now. But let's see if we can get another member. Just <laughs> like he'd been doing great. it for years, right? I was, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it? yeah. He he felt pretty comfortable there, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but I but I do remember that uh, you know, that lively locker room after the the victory and having Buff and I had the American flag and just saying, hey, this is going to be great. We're taking this trophy home. And then Babe was like. Hey, don't start joking about that thing going across the bridge. Yeah, that's that's going, to go, going anywhere. That's going, go, that's going to go over like a lead balloon. So, so we put a kibosh to that quick. 
and we never got awarded the trophy bastards yeah and because of that yeah Yeah. so let's keep it moving let's keep it (laughs) (laughs) some some things in history don't need to be revisited right donnie right so guys that's that takes us kind of the end of of dom day dom day six and um the hotel uh 19 winning their championship um, before we wrap it up and, and finish the, the episode, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll start with, with Rem and, and Buff, um, just kind of looking through the rest of the 43 years history. I'll start with, with you, Rem, just on some of your memories, um, some highlights from, from the 40 plus years that followed uh, that year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even sure there's a word for it. It was, I think Buff summed it up great. Uh, you know, it was the it was the big weekend you always look forward to every year to see the boys. And uh, I think for us, it was unique, whereas, you know, we graduated college and really instead of going back there, like I, I went up to Toronto instead and uh, and, uh, you know, felt great uh, seeing everybody there. And, uh, you know, eventually got married, brought my wife up there. And, you know, so I just kind of, you know, you get to know more and more people. And then uh, through the years. Um, whether it was in Nashville, a lot of people uh, came down and spent some time with Pam and I there and other places, whether it's Boston or whatever, uh, people stopped in or say, hey, we're driving through. I think Woodsy came through a couple of years ago and uh, saw them, saw Donnie uh, a year or so ago and a couple of hockey games. And uh, so it's been uh, it's just been great. So I had a little hiatus in there where I probably missed three or four years. And Dave called and said, hey, it'd be great if you could back up for that. I think it might have been the 40th or whatever. And did that, and then pre-COVID, had uh, been up there for like two or three, four years in a row, and just uh, you know, for me, it's just great to kind of uh, it to me, Dom days. You just kind of you feel like you get to talk to everybody, and then by the next morning when you're at the airport after a couple nights, you feel like, geez, did I get to spend enough time with that person or this person? And I think that's what just uh, keeps coming. It keeps you coming back the following year to try to try to do that. So. Uh, just, uh, I think, uh, a lot of great people that care a lot about each other and uh, would do anything for each other. And uh, just really, it's, a, it's uh, I, don't, I don't think you could put this together. I think it just evolved into something that's, uh, you know, just huge. It's just great. It's just a great weekend. That's awesome. And, and Ram, I'm going to put you on the spot. We asked Pete the same thing. Do you ever see yourself suiting up again in a, in a Dom Day in the future? Absolutely not. No. no. I, I never see that happen again. No. no. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Buff, over to you. I, I, I would say we, we probably owe you uh, another episode to talk about the nine alarmers at, at some point in the future. Um, but as far as, you know, your memories um, about Dom Day, I know you touched on it, um, but you got three, you know, three boys who are now a huge part of the tournament. I think, uh, you know, um, two of them are defending champs with you uh, on the lip bombers and, and now the longest reigning uh, defending champs in Dom day history. Uh, the other one was a snapper and, and uh, hit a few long, long balls for, for us uh, last year. So what's that like for you now, you know, going from being a guy who, you know, came into this tournament kind of hearing a bit through babe. And, and now it's our, like you said, an annual tradition for you. Oh gosh, where do you start? I mean, you know, from all the hockey the Dom Day hockey trips to, gosh, Cote, all the games, everybody coming down to Frank's Tavern to watch Babe play against the Sabres. And, um, I, I, you know, my wife's probably still the reigning Mickey Mantle champ. So I don't know. I mean, I could, <laughs> I can, I can go on and on and on. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. Um, 
uh, Ram, remember the 86 dog champions. That was a, that was it, all the alarmer years and, and it just, it's so much fun. And it's, um, uh, it, it's, it gets sentimental sometimes when you start thinking about the friendships and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, um, you wouldn't trade it for anything I can do is to thank babe in 82 for asking me to come up, you know, <laughs> who would have, who would have known this would have happened. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, um, uh, you know, everything from D coming and playing junior sabers and, um, D remember we put your dad's Jersey on it. <laughs> At my fiftieth birthday, <laughs> highlight of my life. Highlight of my life. It was so funny. Who'd have thought? We we invite Mike Ruiz comes to my fiftieth birthday party and he brings a Patterson seventeen Sabers jersey. I thought it was he, the that he bought Sabres from us that he bought, and I'll never forget. You know, we ended up putting it on D at the end of the night. It was priceless. But um, no, just so many great memories and great people and uh, wouldn't trade it for anything and can't can't wait to, to do more. I mean, I guess that's about the best way to put it. Awesome. Coattail, any final thoughts from you? Well, it certainly uh, w- was a friendship that started out, obviously, at, at Potsdam. And, and these guys, you know, as much as we would come down for weekends and be kind of uh, three-year-olds and, and silly in that, we certainly respected those guys and where they came from. And then when they came up to Toronto and uh, they, they were just such down to earth guys and it was great. Obviously, you know, King eventually came along and uh, w- was another guy that uh, just ha- added to the whole adventure, but obviously getting to meet um, Buff and his whole family and then Rem coming. And, you know, I, I think back me personally, the picture of, Rem's son Jack and uh, at Dom Day with my youngest Spencer in a in a in a crib or whatever at the side of the field and I know my wife Anne-Marie still got that that picture so they're just a zillion zillion memories but thrilled that we're able to meet these guys and they become a part of it and uh I wouldn't wouldn't change it for anything in the world Buffy Donnie you think King will fit in give him a try (laughs) donnie final thoughts from you yeah i i don't know when you know with these guys that uh you know i just think uh they're class acts right i mean they're they're uh you know one thing i think all the time about dom day what makes it so special is that our group right from the the get-go we've always reached out to people and you know tried to welcome them right so regardless of who you were where you came from what you did for a living what your past was what you know it didn't matter right and you you know the fact that somebody in our group would bring someone into dom day was your ticket right that was your ticket so in this case you know babe's bringing these guys in and for me it was it was a no-brainer you know and and just just class acts all the way through and you know, the same thing we built, you know, life, lifetime friendships and interacted in so many other different ways other than just Dom day, you know, be it the 10 men toucan trips or the, like Ram said, the trips to Nashville, or, you know, I lived, I ended up living in Buffalo for, for years and got to hang out with Buff a little bit there. And, uh, and remember the his... first Super Bowl run, Donnie. Yeah. Remember, remember the FC championship game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just stuff that uh, we inter- interacted forever. And then King got along, got involved and, uh, you know, and, uh, and he made it through. And uh, so uh, that's the first word that comes to me. These guys are just class acts, you know, a number one people. 
and they just fit right in like a glove. So very lucky, very lucky that they came. Awesome. And babe, you get the final, final say. Yeah, this is a lot of stuff. I mean, and uh, you know and I mean? Obviously the hotel means a lot to me, you know, it's Clarkson. It's, you know, where I met Buff Rem and, you know, tons of great friends. Uh, but you think as, as Rem said, you know, we we're all starting sort of a new life that year in 1983. Uh, you know, I just signed with the Calgary Flames. I just played in the minors. I, I actually went down and, you know, Senior and Wendy were getting married. I remember I had to miss their, their wedding, one of the many weddings I've missed uh, of friends. But I remember that because I had to go down. I was going down to play in the minors and, you know, came back. And I don't know how we ever talked the gods into allowing us to put this team together. But it was magical. As Rem said, you know, it was you know, guys were graduating. I, you know, I was a year behind these guys in the university. So I had another year left, but I was going on to, uh, you know, something new and, and playing professional hockey. And uh, it was, it was really, it was really neat. And it was, uh, you know, the, the memories of the hotel itself, uh, the stories, you know, I mean, you, know, you open a, another door and, and another story will pop out and uh, just the great times we had there. And, you know, I, I just want to tell one story about the hotel is, is when I signed my NHL contract, you know, it was a, it was a two-way contract. It was with the flames, but uh, I remember that night, like it was yesterday and, and they said, you know, we, the negotiations went on and, and Cliff Fletcher was going to phone me at seven o'clock at night. So I said, okay. So the boys all come over, they're over at about five o'clock and you know, I said, well, I'm not going to drink till seven after <laughs> Mr. Fletcher phones me. So, you know, the guys are, you know, things are going on and all of a sudden it's seven o'clock and I, he doesn't phone. And then it's like seven fifteen, seven thirty. Well, may as well start getting into it. He's probably forgotten about phoning me. But meanwhile, we got, we must have 30 guys in and it's just going crazy. And, all of a sudden, nine o'clock, which happens to be seven o'clock Western time, <laughs> the phone rings. And so the music's pumping. We're all, you know, we're all dancing around, drinking. And, and I've had, you know, I've had to catch up by this point. So now the phone rings. Rem picks up the phone. Hey, how are you doing? Yep. yep. Oh, hold on a sec. He goes, babe, it's some old guy on the phone. <laughs> and it's not your dad. I was like, and then I'm like, well, who the hell could it be? You know, I don't, I don't know any old guy that would phone me now. Well, I get on the phone. He goes, Colin. I said, yes, yeah. This, this is Cliff Fletcher. I was like, oh. you know, cut the music. Everything stops, and all of a sudden, you got thirty guys who are hammered, absolutely silent, looking at me on the phone. And he goes, "Yeah, you know, we're happy to have you part of the organization, and you know, we want you to be down the minors, da 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 da, and you know, just you know." That's, you know, and he finishes the conversation. I'm like, thank you so much, Mr. Fletcher. Hang up. And we all just <laughs> went berserk. We went downtown <laughs> after Hotel 19. And we were out till probably, you know, two in the morning because, you know, a couple of bars stayed open for us. And we just had an unbelievable time. I remember I told the guys, I'll pick it up, you know, and... Oh. We didn't even get charged. Like the guys at the bar said, oh, don't worry about it. So, it was fantastic. But that's the, the friendships and the memories that we have 
uh, you know, with, you know, with Clarkson, with, you know, obviously Buff and Ram and, you know, Doug and Floyd and, uh, you know, uh, Daryl Carboom and all those guys. And to have, you know, Ram and Buff and those guys come up for Dom Day was very special. And, you know, to win that year was extra special. And uh, it's just some fantastic memories and, and it's, it's life. And, you know, you get lifelong friends from that. And that's what's neat. And, you know, when you have good friends, and you have, you know, all of a sudden you start a new life, you have different friends. Uh, they typically get along when, you, when they meet, and that's what's happened. They've all blended in. Okay, you had something you wanted to add? Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I believe the one year, and, and Donnie and Babe, I think you could make sure I'm correct on this, but the time that on our way to Lake Placid, the, the time that we would stop in Potsdam, and we went back to Hotel 19, and I think, Buffy, you might have been there, and remember, we went to the house, knocked on the door, yeah. and the lady yeah. lady let us go inside. And we walked around, right? And yeah. Who who was babe? Was that what the trip you were on? Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it was great that the lady. Yeah, we're like, oh yeah, there's where so and so went through the wall, and there's where Jersey got stuck <laughs> behind the furnace, and uh, it was great. But it was that was old memories. That was before they set the thing on fire. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, we'll leave it there. I just want to thank uh, Rem and Buff for joining us. Uh, awesome episode, as always. Um, fantastic. So uh, we'll leave it here. As always, guys, if you have any questions for our, our panel, uh, feel free to send us an email. Uh, our email address is info.domday at gmail.com. Again, that's info.domday at gmail.com. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you.